The Lord, the Creator of everything, loves you. Praise the Lord. Psalm 92 this morning, and I appreciate that song. I appreciate those who sang it. As you find yourself there this morning, I pray that you find yourself with a heart that is open to receive what God has for you. Uh, that you've already prepared your heart, that your mind is clear, that there's no distractions, that you're ready to receive exactly what the Lord intends, not only for this church, but for each of us individually. The Bible says in verse number 1, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. I believe this morning we could stop right there and we could find ourselves just parking for the rest of the service and saying, okay, Lord, let's just go with it. Let's see what you have for us. Let's find ourselves rejoicing in what you've done and saying thank you. Well, I want to share with you this morning, that's exactly what we're going to do. The Bible says in verse number 1, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night, upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. Verse number 8, the Bible says, But thou, Lord, art most high forever. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire of mine enemies, and mine ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Verse number 15, the Bible says, To show that the Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Notice with me the first couple of words, if you would, of Psalm 92. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. This morning... I pray that we can be encouraged to do just that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll look at this passage of Scripture, Psalm 92, once again. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, we rejoice in what you've done. We rejoice in, Lord, the finished work on the cross. Lord, we thank you for salvation this morning. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us in our lives. And, Lord, the reminders through the Word of God this weekend of what a precious salvation and what a precious Savior we have. Lord, I thank you for a youth meeting, Lord, that we were able to host. But, Lord, more than that, I thank you for meeting with us in this meeting. Lord, it's easy to plan activities. It's easy to plan events and special meetings and revivals and all of these many things. But, Lord, if you don't show up, Lord, then we've missed it. Lord, we thank you for showing up. We thank you for working in the hearts of all of those in attendance. Lord, it might have been called a youth conference, but, Lord, it turned out just to be simply... The Word of God being delivered to your people. And Lord, what a blessing to see not just young people making decisions, but Lord, Christians alike making decisions. I thank you for stirring us up and Lord, setting us on the right path with which you have for us. This morning we come with expectant hearts, but also with rejoicing hearts. Lord, we're asking you to do something. Lord, but we're thanking you for what you've already done. Lord, this morning I come to you, Lord, asking, Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross, Lord, that you'd empty me of self, Lord, that you'd forgive me of any sin, and you'd fill me with your spirit as I preach your word. Lord, we thank you for Psalm 92, and Lord, the very beginning of that psalm, it is a good thing. And Lord, as we think about this psalm and Psalm 92 and what you would have for us this morning, I pray that we'd set aside all the distractions, all the things that we have planned, all of the many activities that might be on our schedule for the week, Lord, that we'd set those to the side, Lord, we'd open the Word of God and say, Lord, speak to us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, this morning as we sung at this youth meeting, uh, Lord, that we'd already say yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. Lord, that you'd help us with that. Lord, for anyone who's hurting, I pray that you'd comfort them. Lord, for anyone that's drifting, I pray that you'd bring them back. Lord, for anyone who might be struggling in a season of life, Lord, they might be going through a tribulation or a difficult trial in their life, Lord, I pray that you'd remind them that you're still present in the midst. Lord, and I pray this morning, Lord, that you'd meet with every single one of us where we're at. Lord, I pray that you would help us to yield our lives to you, and Lord, that we'd allow you to bring us to where you desire us to be. Lord, that we'd become the Christian you saved us to be. Lord, that we'd find ourselves yielding not just some of us, not just parts of us, but Lord, all of us every single day. Lord, as we find ourselves in Psalm 92 and reflect on the many blessings and we praise you for them, 
Once again, I can't, Lord, say it enough. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have expectant hearts. Lord, that this isn't just the, the start and coming to an end of something, but Lord, that you've just begun a work within our lives. And Lord, that you intend to be fulfilled the rest of the days of our lives. I pray that we'd walk with you on a daily basis. And I pray that it'd start now. I pray that we'd praise you on a daily basis, and I pray that it'd start now. Lord, help us to find ourselves right this very moment saying, Lord, the rest of the days of my life, Lord, they're in your hands. Guide us now. Help us. And we'll thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Psalm 92 is a psalm that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And as you come to this psalm right here, you see at the very beginning the Bible says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. As you think about remembering the Lord's benefits and blessings within our lives, and you think about all that God has done, you think about those benefits of being a Christian, of being a child of God, you think about all the many things that we now have access to because we are a child of God. You begin to think about all the blessings within our lives and what God has for us, but can I remind you that whenever you remember those benefits and remember those blessings, it always brings to our minds that, hey, we can find strength. We can find hope, we can find comfort, we can find grace, we can find mercy all the days of our lives. You find all of those things when you are brought to remember what God has done. At the beginning of this psalm, it says it is a good thing to, uh, to give thanks unto the Lord. Well, what are you giving thanks for? Why would you be giving thanks? What is it that it is speaking of in Psalm 92 that it would start off in such a way that it would say, hey, it's a good thing to give thanks. Well, what are you talking of? It says in verse number 2, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Verse number 4, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. This morning, whenever you find yourself going back to all that God has done, simply put, when you consider him, how can you not praise him? Now, when you consider what He has done in your life, how could you not be brought to tears and brought to remember all of the many times when you say, Lord, just thank you. Lord, thank you for saving me. But Lord, after you save me, thank you for every other thing that you have done. You see, over the last couple of months, we've emphasized a special meeting. and We've been brought to that special meeting. And now we've come to the other side of that special meeting. You see, there was a time of preparation where we were saying, okay, we've got to pray and we've got to prepare for this meeting. And then we were brought into the presence of that meeting when all of a sudden the meeting was taking place and and we were beginning to see what God was going to do and what He was doing in our midst and we were listening to the preaching and watching young people make decisions and listening to the singing and fellowshipping and all of those many things. All of the preparation was behind us and now we are in the presence of that meeting. But now today on a Sunday we stand and the meeting has passed. The preaching has been done. The preparation is finished. The prayer for that meeting has ceased. The the, the activities, the the singing, all of those many things are are come to a conclusion. So what's next? You say all of that's behind us. Yet we forget that in the presence of that meeting and through the preparation of that meeting, God was pointing us to the future of what would take place after. You see, decisions were made. Now it's time to follow through those decisions. The preaching was done. Decisions were made in that decision time when we were spending time in an altar. And we said, God, I want to make sure that I follow through with all these things. Now it's time. It's time. And the Bible says in verse number 1, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Verse number 4, before we get into this this text here and before we get right into the message, You see, Gateway Baptist Church might have hosted a meeting and there might have been people that were serving in that meeting and there were people that were heading up areas of that meeting and there were people that were brought in to preach that meeting, but none of those people are the ones that were lifted up. None of those people are the ones that were made an emphasis of. You see, the emphasis as people come, it was not, hey, look at Gateway Baptist Church. The emphasis as the people had come was not, hey, look at Pastor Farmer, look at Pastor Trevor, look at Pastor uh, Pope, look at Brother John, look at Miss Elisa, look at Miss Kelly, look at uh, Brother Dustin, look at, you know, so-and-so. We could go through a list of people who served. It was not placed on those things. The emphasis of the meeting was looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. And so you say, well, what are you saying here? In verse number 4, the Bible says, For thou, Lord... We're reminded of those three words right there, that it was God who did the work. It was God who did the work. You say, well, well, hold up. God wasn't wasn't the one making the sandwiches. God used you to make those sandwiches. 
Well, you said, hold up. God wasn't the one that was leading the music. God used Brother Zach to lead that music. Well, God wasn't the one that was playing the piano. God used Miss Michelle to play the piano. We could go down the line and say, God did this. Well, you say, well, why, how, did, how did God do that? Because God began to work in every single one of us a long time ago. And through that work, God began to stir us and to move us as a body of believers to say, hey, I want to have an influence in that next generation. I want to have a, a part in this meeting. I want, to, I want to make sure that I can do something. And so God did the work. If you ever come to the place after you see God work and you look at the, in the mirror and you say, hey, I'm glad that I was able to participate in the matting. Look what I did. You've missed it. Because it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's always about Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus. The Bible says in verse number 1, notice with me if you would, as we continue dealing with this subject of praise, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. We see our motive for praise. Our motive for praise is always and ought always be Jesus Christ Himself. Our motive for why we praise is not for what He has always done, because He's always going to do. We, we expect God to work because of who He is. He can do all things. He's capable of all things. And our motive for praise is just saying, Lord, I want to praise You. Lord, thank You. And we come to the place in our lives in this portion of Scripture and we begin to see these things. And it says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto not so-and-so, not the work that's been done, but just simply unto the Lord. Our motive. You see, within each of our lives, we are given a day. Every single day we wake up, the Lord says, okay, what are you going to do with it? And I've found within my own life that whenever I find myself encouraged the most, when I find myself on fire the most, when I find myself stirred up for what God has done in my life and what He has for me, is those times when I'm taking the time each and every single day to reflect on where I was, what I was doing, how far from God I was, and then there came a day when I got saved. And it was on that day that I got saved when my entire life completely flipped upside down. Saturday morning, I had a, a time to talk with the young people for just a few moments. And all of us look at individuals. We look at, for instance, Brother Treber and Brother Pope were the guest speakers this past weekend. And we look at them and we might be, some, some of us might say, you know what, I, I desire to be that. Brother Treber actually said that. He said, hey, when I look at Brother Pope, I pray that is what is of my life one day. And all of those many things. You might have people in your life who've influenced you, and you say, that person's influenced me for the good of the Lord. They've encouraged me to walk with the Lord and to serve the Lord. And we can labor on that all day. But here's the truth of the matter. What's the difference maker? What made the difference in that person's life to make a difference in your life? Jesus Christ. You see, because Jesus Christ made a difference in one person's life, that person said, hey, I'm going to go make a difference in another person's life. Why? Because of who he is. And then that person makes a difference in that person's life, and that person says, hey, I'm going to go make a difference in someone else's life. And why? Because of what he did. It's always brought back to the Lord. It's always a great reminder that the greatest motive to do anything, the greatest motivating factor to serve the Lord, uh, to to, to, to labor for the Lord, to, to live for the Lord, is the Lord himself. If you were to say, and we dealt with this, there are many motivating factors within our lives concerning uh, our, our, our reasoning for serving the Lord and our reasoning for doing all those things. There's many things. But the greatest reason is Jesus Christ Himself. When you consider Him, we found much truth in that in the book of Hebrews. Number two, we see this, our manner for praise. Not only our motive, but our manner, the Bible says in verse number 2, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harp, with solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, are thy, and thy thoughts are very deep. You see, in verse number 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, you see our manner for praise. And that manner, you see... It says in verse number 1, it is a good thing to give thanks. We, we find ourselves praising by giving thanks and singing unto the Lord and thinking of all that He has done. What a, what, a, what a great way to express to the Lord our praise by just giving thanks. And you think about the manner with which we approach it. And there are many ways in which we can. There's excitement. Uh, as we think about praising the Lord, you think about sometimes whenever you're sitting there and you, you get excited about things. 
Just yesterday, as we were listening to, to the song that was being sung, I shared this with our, our, our Sunday school class just a little bit, but Brother Pope, if you were there, he sits like this. He has that leg crossed, and he sits like this, and he's like this. That's just how he sits, and he just takes it all in. He's very serious. And as he was sitting there like this, he began to listen to the words of that song, When I Lay My Isaac Down. And I am thankful that I was able to experience this excitement and to be able to see this. And many of you are watching him. But as he was sitting there like this, just sitting there listening, and he sits intently, he's listening, he's got a smile sometimes on his face, but he's just listening. Sometimes he's like this, sometimes he's like this, as he's, he's kind of paying attention, he's look, listening to the words, he's trying to understand. He couldn't help but praise the Lord by doing this. As he's listening to the words of that song, And the end of that chorus says that he didn't want Isaac, he wanted you. All of a sudden, Brother Pope does this. He's sitting there like this, and as the words of that song come forward, he goes, just like this. And he sits forward, he goes, whoo! Oh! And he can't hardly contain himself. He's, he's, he's to the point where he's excited. He's, he's praising the Lord. We're watching him praise the Lord just by his actions of excitement. He, he's thrilled to hear the words of that song, and he's, he's reminded of what God has done for him and what God expects for him. And so he's, he's like this. And because of what just blessed him, he goes like this, and he can't hardly contain himself. And then you were, if you were there or you were watching the live stream, you see him as he, he comes over to, to the, to the uh, platform and he tells Brother Zach to come down and give him a hug because it blessed him. There's the form of excitement of praising the Lord and just getting stirred up and just shouting and, and saying amen and getting excited about what God has. But notice a word here. In verse number 3, the Bible says, Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, you think about the praising the Lord in song. There are some times whenever you will be in your car, you'll be at church, you'll be at home, and you'll either be singing or listening to music, and you can't help but praise the Lord in song. How many of you would say, I only sing when no one's around? I, I, I sing most of the time when no one's around. You say, I, okay, that's fine. I'm, a, I'm with you. That's my time of praise. Uh, it's a time of praise for me. I'll sing in the car and I'll belt it. She, she'll always look at me because I'm one. How many of you are, if you're listening in your car, you know your car goes from zero all the way to some of them go to like 35, 40 as far as the volume goes. I'm one, whenever I'm in the car, it's about 23, 24. Actually, it's always on an even number or on like 5, 10, 15, 20. I can't be on 23. Any, anyone like me with that? You say it cannot be on an uneven number. That's me. I can't have it on an uneven number. But I'm around 24, 20, 22, something like that. And she'll, she'll look over me and she'll, she'll be like, it is loud. I'm like, I like, it. I, like, I, like it. I like it louder than me so I can belt it and no one else has to worry about my voice, all right? That's me. But I love singing praises unto the Lord. But can I share with you another one? In verse number 3, the Bible says, Upon the harp with a solemn sound. You know what this word solemn sound, if you were to go and you were to study this passage of Scripture right here, This verse right here with a solemn sound speaks of deep meditation or strong thinking. You know what it looks like? It looks like this. You're praising the Lord, but you're sitting there and you're you're sitting there and, and you might not be making an expression, but within your heart, you're saying so much to God. You've been sitting in your home and you're very quiet, you're very solemn. Maybe you're sitting in church and you've just listened to a message. And you're sitting there. And some, sometimes you might have a concerned look. That's your thinking look, maybe. And you're just sitting there and you're, you're sitting there and you're, just, you're in deep meditation of what God has done. But that deep meditation isn't just you sitting there thinking. It's you sitting there thinking on all that God has done in your life. And you're praising Him. You're sitting there and you're thinking, what a God. God, I, I didn't see that. Not much is coming out. Maybe tears coming down your eyes. Maybe your eyes are watering up. Maybe you're sitting there and you're just... But as you sit there and you think truly on all that God has done, you're just sitting there meditating on it. A strong thinking. And you begin to think about the different manners of praise. They're the manner of praise of excitement as you're, you're praising God and you can't hardly contain yourself. 
There's a manner of praise as you're sitting there and you're singing in your car, you're singing at church, and you're praising the Lord in song. And then there's a manner of praise as you're sitting there and it's a solemn time whenever you're just meditating and you're simply saying, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Lord, thank you for how you've worked. Thank you for all the many things in which you are doing in my life. I've seen it before. Whenever someone may be sitting in a seat, they're sitting alone, and they're like this right here. They might, you might look over there and you say, something's wrong. Something's not always wrong whenever someone's sitting like this. Then all of a sudden, someone might walk over to them, and as that person begins to walk over, they might just say, hey, is everything okay? They might just be saying, hey, I want to check on you. And all of a sudden, tears come down their eyes. And immediately, you assume... Brother Cyrus and I have talked. Where's Brother Cyrus? He in here? Is he? We've assumed, remember, we've, we've joked about this, that's this word assumption. You might have assumed, I think Brother Witt and I have too, that something bad has happened. So you go up to somebody after and say, hey, I just want to, is everything okay with that individual? Are they okay? You know, I, I didn't know, I saw them crying. Are they, are they fine? They say, oh yeah, they're fine. They were just sitting there praising the Lord for what he's done. They were just sitting there thinking on the goodness of God in their own lives and how He's provided every step of the way and how He's comforted them during time. And There's different ways in which we praise. The manner of praise here, as you see in verse number 3, it says right here, once again, upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. The message for praise. Number 3, we see the message for praise. Notice verse number 2. Four and five. The Bible says, To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. The, the message for praise here, you begin to see that God's hands were performing some things, and he was praising them for his works and what God was doing, and also the, the heart of him was being prepared. It's an amazing thing whenever you put the two, whenever you begin to see God performing works, and while He's performing works, He's preparing your heart. What a blessing to be able to see both of those go hand in hand, and you're watching God work, and while you're watching God work, He's saying, hey, this is all to remind you just how good I am. This is all to remind you that I'm capable of doing all things in my timing and in my will. If you're here today and you say, I'm not being seeing God work, have you taken yourself from watching God work? You say, well, what do you mean? You're missing it. You're, 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 you're so distracted with all the other things of this world and all the other things that you can be a part of that you're missing the work of God in your own life. You're saying, I haven't seen God working. Is it not that you haven't seen God working? You're not looking for Him to work anymore. You see, within our lives, God is always working. And this psalmist here says, For Thou, Lord, hast made me glad through Thy work. Can I share with you that whenever you begin to see God working in your life, you can't hardly contain yourself. You can't help but say, God is doing something in my personal life. You get into the Bible and you begin to read and all of a sudden God, through His Word, begins to show you what exactly He has for you. All of a sudden you begin to serve and you say, Lord, I never thought I'd be doing this, but here I am today. For Thou, Lord, it wasn't me, it was You, God. Can I remind you that through the works of God and when you watch God work, it brings joy to the child of God. I've never... I take that back. I have. But it's always because of a sin of pride. But rarely have I seen a child of God sitting there watching God work and get mad that God was working. I've seen it. I've seen us pick up bus kids and people get upset that we brought bus kids to church. And I'll tell you right now, that spirit isn't needed or wanted here. If you're mad that we're trying to reach people for Christ, then something's wrong with your heart, not with this church. But when you begin to see God working in your midst, and you begin to see God working in your own personal life, you can't hardly sit there and say, hey, I'm not happy about it. No, you're thrilled about it. And he says right here in verse number 4, For thou hast made me glad through thy work. Can I share with you what this word triumph means? It says, I will triumph in the works of thy hands. It simply means this, to sing with victory on your mind. As a child of God, if you were discouraged right now, go to the end of the book and you'll find yourself encouraged. You're a victor through Christ. If you find yourself going through a season of doubt, find yourself opening God's Word and just reading all the many things that you find to be truths in God's Word and you'll be encouraged once again. 
The word triumph means that he is finding himself singing with victory on his mind. Can I illustrate it? Victory in Jesus. You say, well, how can you be happy about it? I don't know, but they taught us at Crown, while we were there, we would sing every single time a basketball game would take place at home. We'd sing that song. We lost a lot, all right? (laughs) My senior year, we started, uh, out of the four years that I was there, we started the best we had my senior year. We started uh, six and three, I think. And I think we ended up being like eight and 19, all right? I said, this is the year. Ah, here comes second semester. And it quickly went. We had a lot of home games. After those home games, we would stand around with the visiting team and we'd sing Victory in Jesus. And as we would sing Victory in Jesus, I remember on uh, one occasion specifically, we had a team that was visiting. And Dwayne Hickman was the coach at the time and we had just gotten done. We actually, I believe... Um, we had lost to the, this team. It was a very, very good team. We lost to them, but it was a close game. Anyways, obviously, I'm, I struggle losing. I'm a, I cannot stand it. I'm too competitive. Losing, I had to accept, and it was one of the hardest things for me because I just, I'm one where if I'm playing a game, I just expect to win, all right? That's just how I play. I, I just go into it saying, we're going to win. Anyway, frustration, those types of things, but our coach walked in. We had sung that song. Well, that song has, has a message of the gospel in it, victory in Jesus. Look, you can, be, uh, you can be victorious on the court and still lose your eternity. Uh, you, you can find, hey, I've lost my life and I've scored this many. It doesn't matter how many points you score. So we sang that song, and after we sang that song, our basketball coach was talking to a gentleman. And he walks in and he brings him into our locker room. How humiliating is that right there? We didn't know what was going on. Hey, not only did you guys just lose, but I want to bring in the guy who just whooped y'all, all all right? This is so-and-so. But this is what he says. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he says, so-and-so was out there, and I was able to talk to him, and guess what? He accepted Christ as a personal Savior tonight. Well, guess what? It was worth it. I'll take that loss to gain a soul. You think about all that God can do, and as you think about this song... In this subject, I will triumph in the works of thy hands to sing with victory in mind. Victory in Jesus. Oh, man, what a message in song. You think about the goodness of God in your life and you continue reading and it says, O Lord, how great are thy works. You can't and I can't even imagine how great the works of God are. We can't even fathom what God could do. And thy thoughts are very deep. Finally, we see this, the manifestation of praise. Well, what does it do? It manifests itself within our lives. It begins to do a deeper work than we ever anticipated and thought. We see the motive. We see the manner. We see the message. The motive is Christ. The manner, we see that we can be excited praising the Lord. We can sing, the Lord. We can sing praises unto the Lord. We can be sitting there solemn, but God begins to doing a work, and we're praising Him for it. We find ourselves not only in that manner, but the message is always praising Him for who He is and what He has done and what, capable, what He's capable of. But then it begins to take root. The Bible says in verse number 9, 10, and 11, as you begin reading those, you'll begin to see that the psalmist begins to see some things. And as he's reminded of those things, he begins to not only see those things, but then he begins to share those thoughts of God's victory and what God is capable of doing. And as a child, of, uh, as a children of the Lord, we begin to see throughout history and throughout our own personal lives, there are times when God reminds us that, hey, I'm always going to be victorious. Now go tell the world that I'm always going to be victorious. He comes to this place in verses 12 on down where he says this. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. In verse 15, you begin to see that we're reminded in verses 12 through 15 that, hey, We're reminded to be happy in the Lord, to rejoice in God, to trust that He has a plan. Hey, we can flourish. We can find ourselves joyful. But in verse 15, we find that He's also holy. Verse 15, the Bible says, to show that the Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. 
over the last couple of days, really the last couple of months, watching what God has been doing in my own personal life and the life of many of you in our church family, watching what He's doing in this church has been beyond amazing. But I was reminded, and I, I praise the Lord for the constant reminders, that it's not me and it's not you, but it's Him. He's the difference maker. He's the one who's standing there and reminding us that it's always about Him. Verse number 5, How great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Verse number 4, For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. As you see the psalmist here declaring these things and describing what God is capable of and the reminder through Scripture that, hey, God is more than just the God that we read in the Bible. He's a personal God within our own lives and He desires that we would exalt Him. I'm here to remind you that though we just saw God do something great in this youth conference, He was great before the youth conference and He'll be great after the youth conference. And let's find ourselves praising Him for what He has done, but also simply for who He is. Hey, take yourself back to that message on Saturday Saturday morning and just consider Him for just a little while. And as you consider Him, be reminded that that work began long before this meeting ever took place. There were hours of prayer, laboring in prayer and preparation and what God was going to do. And then we took presence in that meeting, and now we're past that meeting, but God... That the God was and who He was in that meeting is the God today. And listen, that meeting stirred me up. And I can't describe how much it stirred me up. I pray you'll see it. I pray that we've all been stirred up and that God would set us on a path and we'd say, you know what, I'm not stopping. I'm going forward. I'm not looking back. I'm going to trust that the Lord has something for me. And God, by the grace of God, I'm going to trust you all the days of my life. I close with this. God makes no mistake. I shared this with our Sunday school class. You know, our Sunday school class gets a lot of insight into what I'm preaching on Sundays. I came to the church yesterday. Some folks were in the back putting some things up. Some folks were cleaning some things up. And everything was getting back tidy. We had to make sure that everything was ready to, for the baptism today. And just making sure that Everything was good. I don't like to come unprepared and and be caught off guard by anything. And so we walked in, and there's a stack of mail on my desk, which that's not unusual in and of itself. Um, So I walk in, pick up the mail, start funneling through it, throw the trash that needs to be thrown away away, open some of the other ones. And I come across a, a, a little envelope that has a bulletin from Temple Baptist Church in it. And... On the very front, it says, God is always advancing. And I began to, to open it, and as I opened it, there was a little note that had fallen out from a dear lady by the name of Janelle Coleman. I know who she is. I've had conversations with her. And as she sent this note, she wrote in this note two Wednesdays ago, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, that she had met a, a, an individual in Morristown, Tennessee. I don't know where that is. I don't know the individual. I don't know any of that information. Um, Anyway, he's at Heavenview Baptist Church, wherever that is, and and that might not even be correct. Um, I can't read exactly everything, but I got the gist of it very simply is this. That two Wednesdays ago, we were the Crown alumni, Joshua and Kelly Farmer, typically they'll highlight pastors and, and certain things like that, and I'm thankful for it. And to summarize, she had heard about the meeting and they prayed for the meeting. You say, what's the big deal? Well, as I shared in Sunday school, anytime someone prays for you, that's a big deal in and of itself. But then when you find a group of believers that aren't heavily involved in the meeting but said, you know what, we want God to bless that meeting and pray for that meeting, you say, well, that's coincidence. There's no coincidence. That's God. And you say, well, what are you trying to get at? That through the prayers of God's people, the prayers of God's people here, the prayers of God's people across this country, in different states and different regions, God heard those prayers, and God said, listen, I want to pour out my blessing on this meeting. I want to bless these people. How many of you were blessed by that meeting? I believe he answered the prayers. Yesterday... As we were closing that first morning service, 
God was working. And as there was a young man that was sitting in the back right section, there was a middle section and a left section, very simple, or very simply set up like this. There were two young boys that practically ran to the altar. I don't know about you. I was talking to Brother Cyrus. We live in a society. We live in a, in a world. We live in a, a Christian culture today where people don't like going to the altar. It's as though the altar offends anymore. It's as though the altar is something that whenever people go, they think, oh, they're looking at me. What are they going to say? Well, who cares? Just do business with God. And when all of a sudden you see two young people run to the altar, that's special. I was one of those young people sitting where Brother Dustin was sitting. And God was preaching. Brother Kenny Baldwin was preaching. God was doing the preaching. And as soon as the altar, the invitation was open, I ran myself to the altar, and her papa led me to the Lord. And I'll tell you what, God set my life in motion at that point in time, and I can just imagine as those young people ran to the altar that God was setting some things in motion. Some of these young people finding themselves praying and God dealing with even the church family. And I find myself after that meeting, Brother John, how do you preach after that? I'll be honest, how do you preach after that? All of a sudden, Psalm 92 came to my mind. And I said, Lord, what would you have for me to preach? Lord, what would you have for me to remind our people of? Lord, what would you have for me to deliver on Sunday morning? Holy Spirit brought me directly to Psalm 92. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And so this morning, can I call you to remember the things that God has done in your own personal life? And can I remind you and commit to you and submit to you and encourage you and beg of you Find yourself just giving thanks unto Him. He's worthy of all praise. Lord, we do thank You. Lord, we thank You for Your goodness this morning. We thank You for Your grace. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Help us this morning to thank You for all the many blessings. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Would you stand with me, heads bowed and eyes closed? Maybe you just want to find yourself this morning at the altar saying, Lord, thank You. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for what you've done. Maybe you want to praise him for what he did in that meeting. Maybe he has answered other prayers in your personal life, but as the piano plays, I submit to you and I beg of you, find yourself praising the Lord for who he is and what he's done.
Lord is good, isn't he? And what a blessing. Well, I'm going to have the Parkers come on up, and then also Miss Paula. Miss Kelly, if you'd stand with Miss Paula for me, uh, if you all would come right here. And uh, Brother Scott and Miss Donna have been visiting with us for some time now, and uh, they have come forward desiring to join our church. And uh, we praise the Lord for that. And Miss Paula has been visiting uh, for some time now as well. And she knows the Inslees in Germany. And uh, excited about seeing them again here soon. They'll be with us in a couple of weeks and uh, visiting with us. And she also, you know, in our Sunday school class just a couple weeks ago, she shared some prayer requests that she's been praying. And one of those is that she would be able to find a good church. And uh, she wants to join our church this morning. And what a blessing that is as well. And so all, all in favor of these two uh, the, the Parkers and also Miss Paula uh, joining our church, signified by a hearty amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, we want to get around and greet them and welcome them to our church and uh, let them know that we appreciate them. We're looking forward uh, to these families. We've had a couple of families over the last couple of weeks join our church and get plugged in. And what a blessing it is. And uh, praying for some others. We have a couple families that aren't here today that are going to be visiting back with us next week uh, that also are praying about joining our church. And so you pray for them as they're seeking a church home and getting plugged in as well. And, you know, it's a blessing to hear uh, families uh, wanting to not only find a church, but they say, we want to we serve. Uh, and what a blessing that is. And so you pray for all these that have recently joined as they get in and start serving as well, okay? Looking forward to tonight's service, I want to encourage you to be back. We're going to be handing out some material to you. Uh, to help you and encourage you, Lord willing, uh, as we take this theme for the month of August, the theme given, and emphasizing going concerning our soul winning efforts over the next month, giving, and then also getting down, spending time in prayer. And so I want to encourage you to be here tonight as we kickstart all of that and uh, asking the Lord to do something specific uh, and special within our church services, okay? And so if you're visiting with us, I encourage you to be back. And uh, I know that you'll be uh, encouraged by some of the things that we're going to be doing and uh, handing out, and I want you to be able to get in on it. And so if you would, uh, please help us by being here uh, tonight at 6. I know that you'll be encouraged, okay? Tonight at 4.30, we will have discipleship. We have uh, just one more lesson that we're going to be wrapping up, and so uh, that will be transitioning. We'll be starting a new Sunday school class uh, for new members that all of the new members of recent will be joining and uh, going through that discipleship program and uh, getting us all on the same page as a church family and uh and also sharing some things that's unique about our church as well and so uh pray with us about that okay 5 15 4 30 to 5 15 will be a discipleship or shortly there before we might uh close out that and give plenty of time for you to use the restroom get something to drink anything you need to do because at 5 15 we have a vbs day meeting and so if you could uh, be here for that you're going to get all the information you need if you want to get in on the vbs day uh, the theme is camp out and we're really asking the Lord to, to use that and uh, help us to, to reach out into our community, okay? Anything else that needs to be announced? Anything at all? All right. All right. Well, we're going to be dismissing word of prayer. Ask the Lord to uh, bless. There is a baptism, man. Y'all be seated. I about forgot. I about forgot little Jude. Okay, where's Brother Austin? What a save by Miss Kelly there. Jude's ready. You stay seated. All right. Praise the Lord. Two families joining. We've got a baptism today. It's good to have uh, the Meadows family here in town. And uh, I'll let Brother John say a word uh, about Jude uh, and getting saved and the baptism. And then here in a few moments, I'll come back here in just a minute, okay? Well, the Lord's good. Amen. You know, a few months ago, we uh, had the opportunity to baptize Ansley after she had trusted Christ and such a joy to be able to watch your children as they they you alright? It's hot. Well, you better be glad it's hot and not cold. <clears throat> alright. And uh, to watch them as they're working through this thing called salvation and really what it means. And I knew the Lord was working on Jude's heart and um, he came to us and said, I I need to get saved. Amen. And uh, Lord's good. Amen. And uh, he's precious. And you know what? Uh, if we would not have been obedient three years ago in coming here, we might not have seen this come to pass. So we're thankful for it. All right, Jamie, ready? All right. Your obedience to the Lord and trusting Christ as your Savior, I baptize you, Jude, my brother, 
name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in the newness of life. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. There's just nothing like it. And uh, watching young people and watching really anyone get saved is just precious. We had uh, one uh, accept the Lord as Savior last week. And uh, what a reminder this is uh, of how good God is. Let's go ahead and stand and be dismissed with a prayer. And we will have the Parkers. And Miss Paula, if, if you don't mind, Miss Paula, if you could come back, I'm sorry. Uh, good saved by my wife. I would have I would have dismissed y'all, and then that would have been an awkward thing, me coming back up here saying, hey. Some of y'all say you like awkward silence. I like awkward silence, not awkward things, all right? And so that would have been a little awkward. But uh, we're going to dismiss more prayer. I want to encourage you, come back, greet them, welcome them to the Gateway Baptist Church family, and we're so thankful for them, okay? And uh, looking forward to what God's going to do. We had the Frosleys join last week, and uh, thankful for them as well. Brother Frosley, if you don't mind, uh, if you would, uh, dismiss us in a word of prayer. And I encourage y'all to be back tonight.